This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We give you all the viral stories that are just about to drop. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. If you keep scrolling, 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 and you're never gonna stop, then please, oh please, oh please, oh please don't let this flop. From stupid songs and dances, all the cultural advances, we will cover them from bottom to the top. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please, I promise you'll appease our please, oh please, you please don't let this flop. Welcome to Don't Let This Flop, a podcast about internet culture brought to you by Rolling Stone, where two smart people talk about the dumbest shit that happened online this week. I'm Brittany Spanos. I'm EJ Dixon. That tagline is quite apropos this week because, Brittany, where were you last weekend? I was at Coachella. My God. Yay. Even saying it is just like, I know someone who went to Coachella. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, I was there. Um, This is the second Coachella I've attended. And um, if you're wondering why I sound so stuffed up, it is literally because of Coachella. I do not have COVID, but I did inhale nothing but sand and dust just whipping through the air all weekend. Um, and so now my sinuses are are ruined potentially forever. No, I'm just kidding. Probably for at least a few more days. There are two weekends of this every year. I don't know why. It's just thousands of influencers and wannabe influencers are just descending upon what I consider to be the absolute worst music festival. Like, people love talking about Coachella, and I think it's people who have not been to Coachella. Um, And it's also, like, it's just, like, in the most gorgeous place possible, which is Palm Springs. It's in the desert. Everything about it should be great, but it's just simply insanity. Again, you're just inhaling a ton of dust and sand. You're trying to navigate a bunch of photographers and videographers taking photos and videos of various people who you don't recognize in just bad outfits. And like, you're just trying not to trip over any of them at any point. It's just always like, it's poorly mapped out. So you're getting caught up in weirdly congested areas full of millions of rolling teens. Then it takes hours to even leave the festival because Palm Springs is not built for this. And so it's a mess. It's just a a, a horrible time. Um, but before, we t- before we go through like your Coachella talking points, can you go through a list of um, some of your celebrity sightings? Yes. Okay. So I, um, I went to like the VIP section there, which is just like in the, on the festival grounds, I have like this big giant sort of like VIP area and I immediately almost tripped over one of the chain smokers, the hot one, because um, he was just like sitting in a weird place and I wasn't looking really, but also he was sitting in a weird place. And so I almost tripped over him. Um, I did see, I believe, Logan Paul, the older one. Wait, okay. You oh. can again apply the chain smokers formula to the Paul brothers, unfortunately, because one of them is kind of hot and the other one is is not hot. So which one was it? I don't find either of the Paul brothers hot, though. I don't know. They both kind of look the same to me. I have really bad white male blindness. And so 
it's even worse with them because they are brothers. Saw James Charles. We made eye contact because I was just like, I think that's James, Char- James Charles. And it was. And um, so he was there. And then saw Young Gravy. Do you know who Young Gravy is? No. I I literally, I know he makes music. This is similar to Modson where I like, I know he makes music. I haven't listened to it. I only know the context around him, which is that I see a bunch of TikTok videos of him all the time. And I think he's like, I think his whole thing is he's really into MILFs. Is what I've gotten from. MILFs? Like, yeah. Who isn't? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's like his brand, you know? It's like, who makes that their brand? But that's his brand. I kind of love that that's yeah. his brand. Yeah, he's cute. He's tall. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's just like, it was such a, a shit show. It's just really hard to get around. Um, great lineup this year, though, I will say. Great lineup of acts that performed. That's really the only saving grace of Coachella. But, like, the environment and the vibes off just bad on the actual festival ground. And the other thing with Coachella to know about this, more than any other festival, I've been to a lot of music festivals, Coachella is the only music festival that's really built a party scene around it that's almost as big as the festival itself. So because it's a a destination festival that's, you know, it's two hours out, out of L.A., um, it attracts a lot of huge names, like not just influencers, but there are like huge celebrities there that attend, like Rihanna very famously would attend years and years on. Um, you know, there's always just like a million kind of like big name. There, like there's Oscar winners and there's like, you know, like tech people and there's like all these like big names that are there beyond just like the basic influencers. So there's a bunch of parties that attract a ton of people there to attend during the day or after the actual festival. And there was a lot of influencers this year, especially like documenting going to these events because many of them were flown out by different brands or flown out to attend specifically these events where they take pictures with all these like branded things. And one of them was the Revolve Festival, which apparently a lot of influencers compared to Fire Festival because it was kind of a shit show to get to and from on the free shuttles that they provided. There was pushing, shoving, shouting, yanking people in front of the buses, people standing in between the buses, like while they were moving just to get on these buses and get to the Revolve Festival. Big yikes. Sorry, Revolve, but I really hope you take into consideration everyone's safety and security next year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I could see how that's annoying, but that's not the same thing as being stranded on Exuma right. Island with, like, a piece of bread and a cafeteria lunchroom salad. And our colleague, Tim Chan, who attended Revolve Fest and was in the desert with me this weekend for Coachella, um, did say that that was not true. Like, there was a long wait for the shuttles. He did talk about that, but, like, he also said that this was just a case of entitled influencers getting annoyed that they had to wait. Which, and I, I'm going to add again, like, it is a shit show to get around this area. Like, everything is so far. Like, even to get to all the parties, unless they're next door to Coachella, they are, like, 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. Of, that depends on traffic, like, because it's just, like, Palm Springs and the desert is not built for this many people to descend upon it yeah. in cars. All right, let's let's do um let's talk about the Snickers dick vein. Yeah. All right, so this is a new segment. It's called Moral Panic of the Week. Um because we talk about them so much on here that we felt it was time that they should have their own segment. Yeah. Segment um and here's where we talk about the latest ridiculous thing that parents and or Republicans and or gullible reporters 
are freaking out over. And this week, it's the Snickers dick vein. Uh, Brittany, if I say Snickers dick vein, I just want to be sure that we're like on the same page. I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Because cool. yeah. I know you were in the desert and <laughs> you you, you might have missed this. <laughs> I was off the grid yes. in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it's the little bumpy thread that runs through Snickers candy bars. It's a classic. Um, I'd probably be freaked out if I had a Snickers and I didn't see one. But yeah. what actually alerted me to the idea that perhaps the beloved Dick Man was no longer was this article that was circulating on Twitter with the headline, did Snickers remove a dick vein? The premise was that woke mobs, quote unquote, were campaigning for its removal, which struck me as very weird for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I troll far right forums a lot. I've never seen anything like this at all. Like, I haven't seen anything about dick veins or Snickers dick veins. Second, why would the left clamor to remove a dick vein? If anything, I feel like we would be advocating to keep the dick vein, no? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. It's a vaunted institution. <laughs> we love the dick vein. Yeah. Every. By the way, as an aside, I <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. I don't know if we should keep this, but I have... It's actually like a friend of a friend who says that he gets a lot of dudes on Grinder because of his prominent dick vein. Is this something that you're familiar with? Like people fetishizing the dick vein? I don't know. I don't really... I don't think that's a thing. I don't either. I think it's bullshit. Because I remember like it was like a a thing like, you know, like when in high school, you know, and people would like draw dicks over everything. And it was like always really weird when someone would draw like a really veiny dick. Like, it's especially crude for someone to draw, like, a veiny dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Like, when people just draw dicks everywhere. I do. It was, like, the best yeah. artists would add a vein yeah. to their dicks. Whereas, like, if you were just, like, an amateur dick artist, you, would ne- yeah. you wouldn't include a vein. But, like, the people who drew anime, like, in between class would would draw a vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, a big deal. But they were like, oh, mm-hmm. you drew a veiny one. I, I mean, this all is sort of reminiscent of the backlash over Mars making the green M- the green M&M less sexy by removing her white boots. Yeah. Do you remember when that happened? I mean, I think about it every day. That was the end of an yeah. era. I mean, we, we the left was furious about that. The bimbos were silenced that day. <laughs> <laughs> the bimbo community has not been the and same. And the himbos would have been silenced if Snickers removed the dick. Though so I feel like like the thing was with the like the green M&M is that wasn't because of like some sort of like she was too sexy and there was like a conservative backlash. It was like the idea of like this is like a I think they try to sell it as like a feminist sort of thing. Yeah, which is <laughs> like, stupid. She wears sneakers now. <laughs> which is objectively, <laughs> which is like, it's objectively stupid. My feminism is being a bimbo. Like I want to wear some thigh high white boots. That was a very stupid panic because it was sort of like the right was panicking over the left panicking about whether the green M&M was feminist enough, which was honestly like a legitimate thing for the right to, I feel like, get pissed off over. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I feel like it was sort of like a similar thing here. Like the I, the premise was that the right was panicking because the left was panicking over the Snickers cock vein being too explicit. But A, yeah. no one would do that because everybody loves the Snickers cock vein. And B... Nobody was panicking about anything at all. But it became a whole thing. At this point, even Snickers has weighed in, tweeting last week, good news, contrary to what's trending on Twitter, the veins remain. If anything, people should have gotten angry at them for erasing the term dick from the conversation. Yeah. It's a little 
I don't know. It's a little weird they didn't say dick vein. Just call it a dick vein. Call it a dick vein. That's what it is. That's clearly what you want to say. Yeah. Just fucking admit that your <laughs> your candy bar product yeah. is a dick and that it has a vein. The Snickers was created by someone who used to draw veiny dicks in high school. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Confirmed. <laughs> so part of the reason why this rumor about Snickers taking away the dick vein, um, part of the reason why it even existed in the first place is because of a tweet by a user called at Juniper. Juniper is something of a semi-professional media troll. Um, she last created the fake goblin mode trend, which we talked about a few weeks ago, and was written up by outlets and taken seriously nationwide. And recently, she tweeted a fake news headline about Snickers removing its dick vein because of quote-unquote woke mobs and quote-unquote cancel culture prevailing, end quote. Uh, she later posted a follow-up tweet that went viral with a photo of a smooth, veinless Snickers, and the caption was, it's already beginning. I just bought a Snickers, my favorite treat, might I add, and it came out completely smooth. I am disgusted. I am shocked. I need to be alone right now. Um, she said that she meant the tweet as a way to poke fun at right-wing media covering cancel culture and woke mobs, but it ended up being taken seriously across all sides of the political spectrum. So we decided to have Juniper on to talk about what it's like to inadvertently start a moral panic on the internet. My name is Juniper. Uh, my, my handle is at Juniper, and my display name on Twitter is Transgender Marks, and I, I basically just uh, post on Twitter. That's the main thing I do online is just post. So how did you initially find the story, and I use story very loosely here, the quote-unquote story, about Snickers removing the dick vein? Did you, like, immediately clock it as fake news? I, I made it. I made the original. Well, I didn't make the original, like, joke with the Snickers dick vein story, but I made, like, the original, like, um, fake headline that set off this whole, um, I guess, what would you call this? Like, a fake news mm-hmm. maelstrom. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I made that, like, uh, headline. So tell me about that. What was the inspiration behind making that headline? When did you make it? So I think I made it, it's like, a week ago now. Um, I, I guess my thing on Twitter, I, I've kind of fallen into, like, making fake headlines and just kind of running with it. And my followers kind of know that at this point, that that's, like, one thing that I, I do on there. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Goblin Mode at all. Did you guys see yeah. Goblin Mode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was that was for me as well. Um, I, I made the headline that kind of set off the, the whole like Julia Fox thing. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been kind of I've just been kind of doing that and seeing what happens. And 
the, the, the Snickers dick vein was just another instance of it kind of going off and becoming a thing that people thought was real again, just like the, the goblin mode thing. So what is your ultimate purpose? And I saw your pinned tweet also sort of refers to how easy it is to create fake news. Like, what what is your purpose in sort of trolling the news cycle like this? Is it ultimately to, like, actually try to plant these stories? Or are you just, like, throwing shit out there and trying to see what's going to take off? It's a little of both, I think. I, I just enjoy doing it just because I think it's really funny seeing what happens if it gets in like a cycle of people taking it seriously because it's genuinely like one of the funniest things especially if you if you make it it's just really funny seeing how it it like just spreads um but also just yeah yeah partially to mock specifically right-wingers like a lot of Mm -hmm. these like um uh headlines that i make that are fake kind of mock like the whole uh cancel culture you know the whole their whole thing right now um, is focusing really like on wokeness and like cancel culture. So I, I kind of like riff on that concept a lot with some of these headlines. And, and that was part of the, the Snickers dick vein one where it's yeah. like, Oh, cause you know how I I'm assuming this isn't a right wing <laughs> podcast. Yeah. That's a correct but, um, assumption. To make. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, so you, you, you guys, you guys know how yeah. they'll, they'll freak out about anything it could be i mean we, they freaked out about dr seuss like what was that like six months ago or whatever so i i just have been kind of pointing out i guess it's like a satirical um way to point out how just ridiculous they are about some of these yeah. things um and just how yeah like the media will take these stories and kind of run with it and not even realize and not even like verify anything mm-hmm. so i would say it's like yeah just for fun because it's I don't know. I, I think it's fun to deceive people <laughs> online, <laughs> but also to point out, yeah, like this whole fake news thing and um, to just mock right wingers. Cause that's also fun. Um, I'm curious, like what happens sort of in the kind of quick lifespan of a tweet like this, like how quickly does it go from like your followers who are in on the joke to um, a bunch of people who are taking it too seriously that you're talking about cancel culture? I, I've I've noticed that, like the, when they go off, um, like as they they have to go off really fast. Like I, I made another one a few days ago about I'm not a huge fan of Glenn Greenwald. I don't I don't know what you guys think of him, but I made a fake uh, headline about him, and it didn't go off too much, and that kind of stayed in the realm of my followers for the most mm-hmm. part. But the ones that like tend to really go off are ones that get like a lot of really quick quote tweets just from people that don't have any followers in common with me. And I've noticed that's when like they, they really just spread and people will repost the, the fake headline um, like without like retweeting it or quote tweeting it. And it'll just kind of like spread um, naturally like that, where they'll, it'll make its way to like Reddit or like I've seen, um, them posted on like Facebook before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that's when I've noticed it really gets out of like my range and just like into the public consciousness is when, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, it's like mostly when it's quote tweeted or like posted elsewhere, like really quickly. Why yeah. did you decide to tweet about Snickers removing its dick vein to begin with? <laughs> what was the inspiration behind that? So that, that's been a joke 
um, that I've seen around for a little while because I, I think when um, it was Eminem, they changed the the green M&M's like design a few months ago. Do you guys remember that mm-hmm. story? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tucker Carlson actually talked about that, like on Fox News about how that's like wokeifying M&M or whatever. And I, I made like just a few posts riffing on that, like about Snickers at the time, like back in, I think that was what, January, maybe December. I can't remember now, but and I, I just felt like that joke didn't have like its full potential reached. So I just, I made the fake headline um, just offhand, just the other, uh, like a week ago. I don't, I don't really even know what prompted it. Yeah. I just was like, you know, I'm going to make this joke again in a different way and I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. And it just really went off for some reason. I, I, I'm not sure what like the, the zeitgeist moment was this time, but it just, it struck a chord with people for some reason this time. Yeah. And what was the the craziest reply that you got to the tweet? Oh God, um, I'd have to check probably, but there there was a lot of crazy replies because like at first it was a, again it's a lot of my followers like making jokes mm-hmm. and riffing on the post, but a lot of people too just posted a lot of like um, I think there some of them were edits, but just like a lot of pictures of like Snickers, like that look like. An actual dick, I guess. <laughs> like it, it's hard. It's basically that. It's like maybe someone eating a Snickers in like a, 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 I don't know, like a suggestive way, or just like a lot of like pictures of Snickers. Those, those were pretty insane. I, I was surprised how many <laughs> pictures like that existed online yeah. of people eating Snickers. <laughs> you also tweeted that was pretty a, wild. You also tweeted a photo of a veinless. Snickers, which is kind of what really set this off. And I I consider myself a pretty sophisticated, like, news purveyor. And even I'm not sure. And and even I don't think Snopes, when it debunked the story, was sure whether or not that was a real photo. So can you clarify that right now? <laughs> so <laughs> so that is a real photo. It's not a photo I took. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I found it. I, I just typed on uh, Google uh, smooth Snickers and I found <laughs> a <laughs> I found a really old Reddit thread. I think I think if I remember correctly, it was from like 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was like on the, the mildly interesting subreddit. And it was an actual Snickers. As far as I'm aware, it wasn't photoshopped. It was an actual smooth Snickers that someone just happened to have like 10 years ago now. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is it. I'm adding this to my post. <laughs> and when I, to my surprise, when I added that post to the thread, you're, you're right. That's really when it went off. <laughs> yeah. That's really when the post went pro, I would say like super viral. <laughs> and finally, what, if anything, did this experience teach you about um, the viral economy on, on Twitter? Um it's well well with this and goblin mode in particular because both of these moments have been really similar in the way that like i'll I'll make like a pretty ironic pretty in my at least in my opinion pretty clearly ironic post like riffing on stuff and like making a joke but just how quickly um if once it gets outside of your circle um how how quickly um, people will take that seriously and won't like check to make sure it's true or or just it really reinforces to me just how how easily you can trick people like i I hate to say it but it's really easy to lie to people online like it's really it's really shown me just how 
like if I had malicious intent or if someone else had malicious intent, just how easy you could make a fake story about like trans people or like, I don't know, just anything. And I mean, it gets picked up by you. It could get picked up by people with horrible intentions. Yeah. Um, To to me, that's like the the main thing. Do you think, I, I mean, there are some that would argue that you did have malicious intent by actively trying to plant a fake news story. I guess that's true. I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, deceiving a lot of people uh, in this way is it, it can be it can be harmful. And I, I'll be honest, this this <laughs> this might be harmful. I mean, I saw a Fox Business write a story about it, and I checked the the comments because for some reason Fox Business has comments on their their news stories on their website, mm-hmm. and there was very clearly boomers react reacting to the story, saying like, "Oh, there's these young people these days don't have their priorities straight." They're they're the woke mobs are freaking out about candy bar what is happening and it's yeah. like I, I i guess in a way that's that's pretty bad <laughs> i mean that, that is yeah. pretty bad but i'm mocking the people like my, the, my intention with the post is to mock those right wingers and obviously they're not going to get it they're pretty stupid and mm-hmm. it's just like my purpose is to point out how stupid this the the woke mobs or like cancel culture um freak outs are but I guess when you do like deep irony and sarcasm, it doesn't translate when it gets that big. Yeah. I mean, people take it seriously. Yeah. I, so mean, I guess in a way, yeah, you could argue that it's bad. It, it does have bad outcomes. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Juniper. It's yeah, not every day you. we talk to a professional fake news conservative troll or purveyor. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, thank you for inviting me. That, this yeah. was a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's do straight people. Straight people. Speaking of Coachella earlier, which, as many people know, is straight culture attending Coachella. <laughs> Infamously bad kisser, Timothy Chalamet. Tim- Timote. Timmy. I don't know. N- num- numerous names we can call him. Apparently made out with someone. Or maybe he didn't. So there was a Dumois post that someone submitted. Uh, a photo of Timmy with a blonde chick. And the message read that the girl in question was Victoria's Secret model Sarah Talabi. So I missed this Demois post, but I did first hear these rumors through a statement made by Talabi where she did a very viral deflection of the rumors. EJ, do you want to read um, the statement? So she said, everyone is asking me if I was kissing Timothy Chalamet at Coachella, and that is a good question. But a great question would be asking our world leaders why the earth is now losing 1.2 trillion tons of ice each year due to global warming and why climate crisis reform has been completely ineffective. Um, Can I just say I hated this? People thought this was so funny. It made me really angry. It's stupid. It's really stupid. It's really <laughs> fucking stupid. And somebody, somebody sent this to me like, oh, you should like some, one of my friends in media, like, oh, you should try to interview her. Like, why would I try to interview somebody who's that self-serious and like uninteresting that well, you have to use like climate change as like a deflection point for the one interesting because so, so, you don't want to talk about the one interesting thing you've done your entire career. What I love about the statement going viral as it did is two things. One, the fact that She's still like, like she became, no one really knew who she was. No one knew who she was before the statement came out. Um, so there was already just like, like 75% more people than previously had known her 
knew her now. And also just the fact that it completely blew up in her face almost immediately because of everything else she's done and also did after this. So um, people started to share the actual photo that Demois posted. And the photo is of Timothée with a blonde white girl who looks nothing like Sarah, who is mm-hmm. blonde but half black. And who's twins and also like her sister, she has a twin sister, Leah, who's also a model who has blonde hair. Um, looks literally nothing like her. Like the photo is just, it's a completely different person. Also, apparently Sarah's not even a Victoria's Secret model. There's no history of her modeling for Victoria's Secret. She's a liar like Dakota Johnson. Yes, and, she is a liar. And SZA. So, I mean, immediately that would just be like, oh, someone mistook her. However, the it seemed more pr stunty after BuzzFeed News' Kelsey Weekman detailed a history of getting incredibly fake pitches from the Talabi sisters' publicist, including the debunking of a non-existent rumor that the twins were both dating Bryce Hall. Um, just, you know, she was just saying it's not true, even though that was not even a rumor that existed in the first place. So, Did you see that she also wrote into Dumois after Dumois posted that and was like, I can't believe that you would like post such incredibly fake rumors, like in sort of like implying that like, Oh, Dumois, there used to be like some semblance of decency <laughs> and like journalism <laughs> ethics attached to Dumois. Yeah. And Just like total attention seeking, like clout grabbing. Total. And like, I mean, yeah, it's like with that, with knowing the context of how them and their publicity team worked before, it is very clear that this was a setup on their parts. Um, to make them famous. But now they are doing a true milkshake duck. And I don't know if you saw the latest update, but the sort of activism part of their brand is like a big part of their Instagrams. They share a lot of like videos where they're talking about different causes, all of that stuff amidst their sort of influencery type posts. And now Sarah and as well as her sister Leah are embroiled in a bit of controversy. Um, with this author, Leah Thomas, who claims that the Talabis plagiarized both her book and nonprofit organization. So they ripped off the cover design and the description of Thomas's The Intersectional Environmentalist for their PDF-only release of a book called The Intersectional Feminist. And in the book description, the sisters even go so far as to say that they popularized the term (laughs) intersectional feminist on social media, which is (laughs) a level of delusion that is so far gone that it's almost iconic. <laughs> it's giving Emily Ratajkowski, honestly. Like, I'll just say it. It really is. <laughs> it's just, like, a real kind of, like, who like who would even say that? Um, and also someone had pointed out that, like, the uh, cover that they had done, like, the P- this PDF-only, like, cover of this book um, was, like, the first... They, it's, like, three fists that are have, like, painted nails, and it's, like, the first image that you see in Canva when you search feminist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they just like pulled that. (laughs) So they just like Google image searched or like put it into Shutterstock. That's smart. You got got to respect the level of grifter there. It's a very blatant ripoff and they also stole, um, they like created their own sort of like nonprofit, allegedly have a nonprofit um, that seemed like it uh, might, might not be real. Um, that ripped off all the descriptions from Leah Thomas's own nonprofit. I mean, what makes this, what makes this even funnier to me, did you see um, that there was another model that Timothy was caught smooching with allegedly? 
over mm-hmm. the weekend. Not to say that he like didn't smooch two models in one weekend because I would be shocked if he didn't. I mean, smooch. it's Coachella. Who didn't? Exactly. Exactly. But like, do yeah. you, did you do you know her name? I had no, no idea this person existed. It's like a fairly big Instagram model, and she has the funniest fucking name I've ever heard. What's her name? Cindy Kimberly. No. Cindy. No. Kimberly, she's Dutch. She's a Dutch model. And I honestly thought she was like an AI influencer because of the way like she she looks like somebody put Cindy Crawford and Emily Ratajkowski like in a blender and like made an Instagram account. Not, not that. But yeah, he smooched someone, allegedly smooched someone named <laughs> Cindy Kimberly instead of either of us, which is offensive. So speaking of straight people, you may have heard of Abby Shapiro, the sister of the far right provocateur Ben Shapiro, who very famously doesn't make his wife come. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Um, Abby shares a lot of his views. She's a YouTuber. She goes by classically Abby. Her thing is talking about, I mean, she's best known for talking about how men and women have traditional gender roles they should adhere to. She went viral for pretending that Harry Styles in a dress uh, on the cover of Vogue didn't make her horny. She got all angry about that. Which, like, imagine. You're cl- I mean, it's for attention. It's clearly for it- Anybody who says that Harry Styles doesn't yeah. make you horny in any capacity is saying it for attention. Yeah. Um, she made a video called PSA, Men Wearing Dresses is Trash. People were saying, oh my gosh, Harry Styles in a dress is just my type. He looks so handsome. He looks so great. No. Incorrect. (laughs) As somebody who loves the fact that my husband is a man and is masculine, seeing a man in a dress doesn't really do it for me. I'm going to be honest. Um, And she also regularly goes viral when people find her opera singing and realize that she can't sing. Um, but another thing about Abby Shapiro that we should probably note is that unfortunately she's very hot. Okay. Um, I want to be specific about that. Okay, I fine. Because I, I wrote, think... unfortunately, she's very hot, but I realize I didn't consult with you, so I want to reflect your views here. I she her she looks like her face is Ben Shapiro's face. I don't think that she is hot. I do think she has just a huge rack, just jumbo <laughs> yum yums for days. Um <laughs> just enormous boobs good for her so you think only people only find her hot because of her giant yabos yeah because of the double d's and let me see them <laughs> we've used like four <laughs> different terms for boobs here <laughs> each one better than the next <laughs> wait my friends and i were actually looking up um uh a bunch of terms for big boobs recently because it was funny. Mommy milkers is a good one. That's yeah. a very like Zoomer friendly one. There was this, uh, a term for small boobs called Irish potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think jumbo, good. I think jum- jumbo yum yums is my favorite and um, has been a fun one to use in everything. I think she's pretty beyond having jumbo yum yums. She looks like a girl I would have gone to camp with. Also a girl who would have been mean to me. Um, but that's my own shit. That's that's my own sexual neuroses. Um, I mean, the reason we're talking about Classically Abby this week is because, first of all, she just had a baby. 
which Mazel Tov. And that's a very straight people thing to do. Yeah. Um, so she could have made it in that segment, in the segment for that alone. But secondly, um, BuzzFeed writer Kelsey Weekman, this is their second shout out. Congratulations to Kelsey. Second shout out in the pod. Oh um, yeah, Kelsey. Love Kelsey. Tweeted, I need to know why Drake is following Ben Shapiro's fundy influencer sister on Instagram. And frankly, I want to know that as well. Do you have any yeah. theories? I think it's because, uh, hold on, I need to look up a new word for this. I think it's because of her lunch pails. I don't know why they. <laughs> what the fuck are lunch pails? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the, I'm on the article with um, 100 hilarious historical names for boobs. Um, I think it's we'll link to of, it in the podcast description. I think it's because of her bodacious tatas. Is lunch pails like from Little House on the Prairie when like people would d- walk five miles to school and like carry lunch pails to class? Yeah. Is that the, the derivation? I think it's because of her lumps of temptations. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of her dinner buckets. Okay. I mean, I agree. I think it's because of her dinner buckets as well. But I just want to entertain. I, I mean, do you, you know more about Drake than I do? Like, is, is there any reason to suspect that he's politically aligned with the Shapiros at all? No, I don't think so. I literally, I, okay. If you look at Abby Shapiro and her, um, her, her wallopies, they, she looks exactly similar to the mother of his child really i don't know how much older she, she is, doesn't look like her name's so- you're crazy <laughs> you're tripping i don't know i told we've already gone through my white face blindness i don't you think i can't tell the paul brothers apart and i've had to cover them before uh, yeah, I know. I think the, I think your problem here Abby is Shapiro. you're getting different like white ethnicities confused. Like you're getting Jewish and Italian and French confused, which is fine. It's uh, it's all you know. They both look the same. They have, you know, yeah. I think similar body types. Like I don't think their faces look yeah, the same. Okay. So, um, but I don't. I think Drake is terminally horny, and I just I genuinely like. His he's pretty apolitical in a lot of ways, but he also kind of leans a little bit more left in his own politics. Um, I cannot see him having any sort of alignment with Ben Shapiro and his politics or Abby Shapiro and her politics. Um, I mean, so clearly it's he follows her because he's horny for her. Um, I think I think we can legally say that. (laughs) I think that'll that'll pass legal clearance. I think that that is the accurate way of looking at it. Like it kind of based on my own Drake studies um over the years. You know. Yeah, it aligns it aligns with what we know about him. I don't think we need to add an alleged maybe do you want to add an allegedly in there <laughs> just in case. Allegedly. Okay. Drake Drake Done. is allegedly horny <laughs> for Abby Shapiro. Um yeah. And it got me thinking like I I it, it got me thinking like pretty much everyone I know who is fairly politically aligned like everybody i know is like various shades of left-leaning or liberal they're all secretly attracted to abby shapiro again she looks like ben shapiro i don't know i don't th- i don't see it in her face um ben shapiro is not i'm sorry i i don't I didn't, don't do it don't you <laughs> don't you dare ej don't you dare Ben shapiro is not the don't ugliest say, dude i've ever seen don't sorry. he is so ugly he is so he is ugly. not so ugly Oh, look at that man, and I I understand 
why he has no concept of WAP. Like, I'm sure his wife dries up every single time she sees him. Like, that man is ugly. That's not fair. He's like, he's, if he didn't, if he wasn't abhorrent, you would think he was like a cute little short king. Like, imagine he had no, the politics of like Hassan. I would absolutely not. I would. <laughs> no. I would. I, I get it. I'm looking at a photo of him right now and I, I am not seeing what you're seeing. I just, I didn't, I don't, I didn't think he's hot. I don't think he's hot. I just don't think he's ugly. Okay, well, EJ wants to fuck okay, Ben Shapiro. Okay, fine. If that's going to be the headline here. <laughs> if that's going to be the headline here, then so be it. I will die on that hill. If that's the thing that I ultimately, my career ultimately gets ruined for, I honestly, frankly, I deserve it. Um, EJ wants to show her Walter Mitty's to Ben uh, Shapiro. Okay, yes. <laughs> fine. The thirst over Abby Shapiro got me thinking about... Um, like, what are some other examples of, like, cross-aisle thirst? Like, who who are some other people that you would want to show your bodacious tatas or your <laughs> lumps of temptation <laughs> to who you don't necessarily agree with politically? Okay, I have someone worse than Ben Shapiro. Can I guess? Who? Is yes. it Madison Cawthorn? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's kind of hot. <laughs> I know. Nobody says it. Nobody says it, but he is. I've he really is. He's just, you can't, you have to leave politics out of these things. Like, we have to be able to have conversations. Like, I think we can yeah. leave politics out of this. We can talk about who we want to fuck. Honestly, who. I mean, this is also gross. George W. is kind of hot, too. Yes! I was gonna say that too. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the bat. It's the paintings. Yeah, it's the, pa- it's the painting. I think it's because he's like he clearly looks like a he has like um coked up frat bro energy. Um, yeah. I mean, I I definitely think that W is like the hottest amateur painter, war criminal. Yeah, that it's good to have a thing. It's good to have a thing. I love his paintings. I think they're absolutely fucking unhinged. There's something really charming about them, even though they're he's clearly psychotic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was gonna say Mitt Romney. Mitt, Mitt Romney is my oh, favorite Mitt example Romney. of this. Yeah, so but, hot. Yeah, so hot. Do I care that? I mean, I'm an animal lover. Like, do I care that he rode with his dog like strapped to the roof? Like, yes. Yeah, I do. It's bad. Can I still? admit that I want to show him my nums. <laughs> you gotta say it with more conviction. Can I still admit that I want to show him my num nums and my fun bags? Yes. I can. Yeah. Yeah. I can admit that. Yeah. There was a point where I would have said the same thing about Paul Ryan too. Not so much anymore. Yeah, there was definitely a point when I wanted to show my lung warts to Paul Ryan. <laughs> <Your lung laughs> That's really good. <laughs> 2012 was a really horny election year. Yeah. Nobody want again, nobody wanted to talk about it. Too much on the line. I think Too it's much. time. Yeah. We're here now. We're we're willing we're, to admit it. We're brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is very brave, honestly. Yeah. I I <laughs> I'm mad you got Mass and Cawthorn on the first guess. Speaking of which, great segue into Himbo. Yeah. Himbo. 
So welcome to Himbo of the Week, where we crown someone for being hot online. And I know this is like a thing, right, with like your For You page where you scroll through and there's always like a preview of like different TikTok lives that are happening, even if you don't follow the people. And so I always find myself sucked into these various lives. And I often get ones that are like soothing, sort of like art making lives Mm -hmm. that are happening, um, which are always an automatic click for me. So this week was no different when I stumbled upon a hot, curly-haired himbo silently sculpting dinosaurs out of the red wax Baby Bell Cheese comes in. His name is Rex Curtis, and he is my husband. As most of you know, these are all endangered species I sculpted out of the casings from a Baby Bell Cheese wax. And tonight, I was working on this penguin. So I finished putting the scales on the arms. (laughs) He's so good at this. (laughs) Upon further review of his videos, he is a gentle king with a soothing voice who loves making sculptures of endangered species. He recently bought some red polymer clay to experiment with. I I just find him so relaxing. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, a nice brain massage. He's just so hot. Like literally so hot. And I, I love that this is his activity. And I would love to own one of these. Does he sell them? I, he should just send one to me. Along you with- don't want to pay for it. You don't want to <laughs> give him money for his labors. You just want him to <laughs> send it. Well, this is good press for him. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, he should just send it and um, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> he seems so sweet. I um, just want to know how he like figured out he could do this. I know. We should interview him. Um, oh, he would be a great interview. I was just going to hit on him the entire time, though. But we should interview him. That's the danger with having the himbo come on. Yeah. For um, the interview. Yeah. Because you remember what happened with Samson. Yeah. you were. I you, lost my shit. Yeah, you were not doing well. <laughs> I was really <laughs> flipping. <laughs> it's just like, it's too hard. It's, yeah. it's too much. It's too much. But, but we can we can try again. We can try to have Rex on. Maybe you can retain yeah, your composure I where I couldn't. I will. I won't show off my bag of snakes. Another term. <laughs> I didn't know what you were referring to. <laughs> that one was a little more conceptual. Um, from that your one tango. sucks. That's that not one, great. Who whose boobs look like bags of snakes? I don't know. That sounds kind of alarming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just he wears a lot of rings and he has these beautiful blue eyes and looks like the love interest in a 90s teen movie that would cast two old adults. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm obsessed. And that, you know, he just has immaculate himbo vibe. So congratulations to Rex Curtis. Love of my life. Baby Bell sculptor. Beautiful man. Thanks so much for listening to Don't Let This Flop, brought to you by Rolling Stone and Cumulus Podcast Network. Written and hosted by me, Brittany Spanos, and EJ Dixon. Executive produced by Jason Fine, Bridget Chelsea, and Elizabeth Garber-Paul. Edited by Dan Stein. And original music composed by Daniel Martzleft. 